If you're thinking, I should go for a run today, but it looks like it could rain, Sierra says, save on epic rain jackets. If you're also thinking, but I can't go out in these beat up old running shoes, Sierra says, save on top brand running shoes. And if you're still thinking, but I'm also busy performing brain surgery, well then we say, you really should have led with that. Sierra, let's get moving to your local store, like now, go. Hello and welcome to the Comedians Playing Fantasy Premier League podcast with me, Matt Ford. And me, John Richardson. This is the podcast where we follow the highs and lows of the FPL teams of some of the country's funniest people. Not all of them. That would be ludicrous. Yes. Sadly, uh, score-wise, in the <clears> weeks <throat> that we didn't broadcast and when I had a stunning double victory, um, now that we're back on air, <clears throat> sadly I've slipped back. John, you now lead the series 19-8. How do you feel? Uh, yeah, I've been looking at the figures this morning. Most Premier League teams now playing around the 25-26 game mark, which means something in the region of 12 or 13 game weeks remaining. Obviously, I'm 18, uh, 11 points ahead with two chips remaining. I have a free hit and I also have my bench boost. So you would hope that's two victories in the can when I play those chips. That obviously puts me 13 ahead with 13 to play. So... You know, the the guys are happy in the dressing room, which is a sentence you will not be hearing about my actual football team. How are you feeling? You, uh, you've you made a presumption there. You see, the thing is, I still haven't played my triple captain. So if I play my triple captain on a week that you do your bench boost or whatever, you might not necessarily win that week. Sure, sure. Yeah, absolutely. What I'm saying yeah. is I basically need to win two or three more out of 13 game weeks. And given the previous 27 game weeks, that seems a possibility. I mean, what's incredible is my team, Notting Hill Forest, scored 122 points this week. It was a stunning week, Mm. but Bielsa Bubbly, um, unlike the team that Bielsa manages, have had a phenomenal week. Well, you scored something like, what was it, 160? No, sadly. Well, do you know what? That frigging Brentford goal um, Mm. cost me dear. That scrappy goal at the end. Um, unfortunately, cost me nine points because I had Tierney and Ramsdale and Saka had a bonus point as well as a midfielder. So that awful goal at the end. But for that, it would have been 145 points this week. Um, as it is, 136. Do you know what I like? Do you know mm-hmm. what I like? Um, there's two things I like in the entire world, and this is one of them. When you look at your bench and you think, well, do you know what? Regardless of what happened, I couldn't have done any better. And there was absolutely diddly squat on my bench this week. There was no decision I could have made that would have improved my situation. Okay. Everyone on my bench was terrible. Uh, Jared Bowen, one point. Sanchez came in, one point. Cucurella at Brighton, I was expecting more there. That was only one point. But they're the point monsters this week. Point monsters. <laughs> uh, Saka got me 11. Dennis got me 11. Um, and then it was all about the triple captain chip on a certain Mo Salah, and I'm sure you've got something to say about that. So you have the floor. Well, uh, go on, mate. Go on, mate. The problem with that Lacazette goal is I've got Lacazette up front, but I've got Saar in goal, and I've got Tierney and Saka. So yeah, I thought Saar would be more heavily punished for his own goal. Well, I guess it. I guess with keepers, it's tricky, isn't it? But. Had I played Foster instead, I'd have got an extra two points. I'd have been on 124. You'd have still beat me. Um, but if if we look at the the kings of game week, you've got Pope in goal. I mean, this Burnley turnaround where they beat Spurs uh, in the week. He scored off. 13. 
Burnley at the back, me and Roberts, 21 and 17 respectively, Matip on 14, Van Dijk on 14, Salah with 28, Mane with 26, Zaha 17, Brownhill 16, Kane 15, and Weghorst with 14. I'm, the only one of those I've got is Salah. Yeah. Um, you, you know, again, look, there are times when you think, do you know what, I could have done more there, and that's that's very frustrating. Nobody's having three of their back five in the Burnley team. So do you know what? It's been an exceptional week for them. I hope Burnley fans have enjoyed it. <laughs> I have to say, I hope that's the end of it and they get relegated. Um, but beyond that, you know, Liverpool have had an exceptional week. They have. Harry Kane, if you average out his points per game week over the season, he was due a 15. I mean, he was due a 200, let's be honest. Um, so he's had a very good game. One good game, not you're two. kind of um, you know what you're doing, you're filibustering. This is what a panicking well, I'm waiting for you. you. I'm waiting running, for you to enjoy it. You're running down the clock like you've got a four minute interview. We've I've got given all you the time, two the opportunities world. to enjoy Leeds's heavy defeat this week and my part in it by triple captaining Mo Salah. And every time I tee you up, you go back to the stats like this is a real FPL podcast. What are you doing? This you know what I'm doing? Real... You know what I'm doing? I've gone tantric. It's delayed gratification. I, I am teasing with you before you get to blow your nuts because <laughs> I want to really enjoy this. I don't want to just get it out of the way at the start of the show. Mm. Leeds United, the team you support, the team that I look out for for you, despite their appalling history, mm. conceded 10 goals in two games. So you concede four against Man United, but that was an end-to-end thriller. I know it hurt. We talked about it. But to then... And I know it's against Liverpool, but 6-0 is humiliating, isn't it, John? Just talk us through how humiliated and appalled you feel. I'm not, I do know, and I'm not just saying this. I am not. I was more upset. Newcastle really hurt. Yeah. Um, losing to teams in and around us really hurts. Liverpool and their £80 million defenders yeah. and their God go. knows what else. The cost of that squad... The, the amount of time they've... They're, they're a phenomenal side. The talent in that Sadio Mane, Mo Salah, their team going forward without Diaz is just... We could have named a fully fit 11 and probably one more and had a referee who gave us the odd decision and we Ooh. still wouldn't have won there. So Liverpool away, Man City away, them away. Those I aren't you our were, games. Um, unlucky with not having McTominay sent off. But would you, you stop blaming refs, John? You know, you know the paranoia has crept back in. There's a brief period where people were talking about Bielsa Ball and this great, exciting, expansive football. Bielsa Ball is still real. I'm sick. Leeds, you know what? You've retreated to the Bielsa bunker. You're back in that Millwall mentality. Oh, it's the referees that done it for us. Gaze. Cooper out. Llorente out. Cock out. I'll do a cock out joke. <laughs> I think you just did it. Yeah, I um, like it. Phillips out, Bamford out. So many players injured that it just is not. It's it's not even worth talking about. the The damage is not losing six nil. The damage is fans, pundits, and tossers like you feeling that you know the Bielsa experiment has failed. But when Bielsa you remains list... the game changing manager he was that got our very average squad from lower mid-table in the Championship to the Premier League. It's just that all those players have been injured by ineffective referees who don't challenge people like Scott McTominay, who are willing to injure people in the first 10 minutes and not have it punished because the referee thinks, well, we've only just started. 
So it wouldn't be fair to book anyone in the first 10 minutes, would it? But yeah, I, I am going to I'm going to hold you to account here. Joyce, if you're on the Today programme, on, on one level you say it's not Bielsa's fault, and then you list off this <sighs> sick list of players, and their absences are the ones that you're saying has cost you dear. Doesn't that undermine your first point? It is Bielsa that likes to operate with a small squad, and that strategic decision has proved a fatal error that may get you relegated. Well, it's not a fatal error yet, is it? It's an error, certainly. If we stay up, it's uh, an error that we got away with. And if we get relegated, it is a fatal error. But, you know, I I, I so You can't. do agree. You do agree. In the event of relegation, Bielsa will have made a fundamentally fatal error. And therefore, isn't the conclusion, John, he has to go? Well, no, I think... Well, let's be honest. I think he's going to go anyway. I think... Um, Why? I think he's been unlucky. Well, I don't think I don't Unlucky. think he's enjoying it anymore. Come on, he's made a decision. He likes to operate with a small squad. Yes, and that's with injuries and everything else. You can't do that in the Premier League. It's been proven to be a terrible decision. The man's a fool. He's a he's fool. He's too model a man. He doesn't. What the next phase of Leeds United is to spend the sort of money that the the other teams spend, and that's not the side of it enjoys. You know, it's like it's like booking um, Stuart Lee to do a Cadbury's advert and then an arena tour. That's not the side of comedy that they want to do. And Bielsa doesn't want to I sign people. Lee did it. do a Cadbury's advert, didn't he? Did he? Didn't they do Double Decker, Lee and Herring? Yeah. Oh, let's have a look at that. And they probably Herring. did. They may Double. well have played an arena. So again, John, the examples you're choosing okay, well, It's like asking you to do the sort of tour that has laughed from start to finish. <laughs> not... You know what? You are the Nadine Dorries of FPL. Sat here defending a man you know to be wrong because you're frankly in love with him. I am in love with him, yeah. And and <laughs> we've had, you know, that summer we had, it is like a marriage. You know, we had that mm. summer. I'll never forget um, Pablo Hernandez's goal at Swansea. I'll never forget the last game. I'll never forget watching the players celebrate on the pitch. I'll never forget those hugs that we saw on the documentary when they called Bielsa in and they all cried and hugged each other. I'll never forget seeing people outside his flat singing his name and him coming out all coy. And that, if that means, you know, a small squad loses to a billionaire squad, I don't mind. I've had a lovely time. And he's given me a period of supporting leads that I'll remember for the rest of my life, as I'm sure you were feeling about Nottingham Forest before their slope in form, which now leaves them 10th in the championship and quite away adrift of the, of, of the playoffs. Well, we're not adrift. And 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 I want you to stay up and I want Bielsa to do well. I was delighted for you personally when Leeds got promoted. I'm really well, happy for you. Clear, I want Nottingham Forest to get relegated. <laughs> Obviously, the difference is with Forest is we started appallingly. So anything mm. now is just this amazing bonus. Yeah. Um, and, you know, a draw That's away. That's the title of your autobiography, isn't it? Amazing bonus. <laughs> so I do feel bad for you. But also, John, you are a git. And you, I am a real love, scumbag. You are a scumbag and you like punishing me. So it, it would be silly of me not to take the opportunity just to enjoy you squirming. I hope it ends well for Leeds. I hope you do stay up. I hope Bielsa stays mm. um, because I want you to be happy. And I know it makes you happy. I've made my peace with that. And do you know what? I think that's why I can be so stoic about these results is because I've made my peace with Bielsa leaving. I've decided in my head... He's gone. So these are the last chances I have to see him at my club. But this um, is classic Richardson psychology, isn't it? This is, yeah. oh, the world's burning anyway. We're all doomed to hell. Yeah, I think this is me being quite positive. This is me saying, you know, enjoy the good times. 
um, because the world is a tough place. We've all got to get together. I'm not, I'm not even saying now that there won't be... Uh, there was a time when I would have told you that Bielsa leaving was the worst thing that I could imagine and that Leeds will end freefall. And I think now we've seen some of the flaws in, in Bielsa's logic in terms of how the game has changed. And I think Bielsa 20 years ago could have uh, maintained his philosophy. You simply cannot operate the way Bielsa wants to operate now in the Premier League. Because so you agree with me? Grotesque, the dinosaur. bloated corpse of a league where hideous regimes buy football clubs and fill them with soulless, characterless footballers who, frankly, are mercenaries who will play anywhere in the world but have very expensive haircuts and very new teeth. That's not what Bielsa enjoys, and it's not what I as a fan want to see. But I have to accept if we want to push up the league, that's what we've got to do. And if you want to push up the FPL league, you need to make lovely. God, you're good sometimes. Tact, uh, tactical decisions. And Chris McCausland, friend of the show, Scouse comedian on tour mm-hmm. now, tweeted us this week and said, absolutely disgraceful from at Ron Jitcherton this week. Triple captain in Sally when he was up against Leeds. And you call yourself a man of principle. Hope you managed to get some sleep last night. Don't let this one go, Matt Ford. So what have you got to say to Chris? Well, on one level, you know, there's there's tactical decisions that we can go into. And on another level, he can just sod off and eat shit, really. You know, he's... He, it's it's a man who wants everything. And do you know what it is? It's a man. He's been on my tail. He's been sniffing my hiney, um, to quote the Americans, for so many weeks now. And I know he's looking because I'm looking. I see him coming. And every week he gets very close. We score very similar scores, Chris and I. And, and the gap between us hasn't really shifted. And he's desperate. He wants a piece of my tush. He wants to be able to just reach forward and grab hold of my belt and pull me back and get up the league. And it's not happening for him, and I understand that's frustrating. And he would have—he wants to have his cake and eat it this week. He wants to watch his team demolish my team, and he wants me to suffer twice. So you know, the world we want to live in, where I have to sit through a six-nil defeat for my team, and know that everybody else in the league who's triple captained Mo Salah is overtaking me in the league, it's just not going to happen. And and I don't. I'd love to say I felt bad about it. I think you could detect in my voice. We've known each other long enough, Matthew. I think you knew if I was hiding anything and deep down I felt bad about that. I couldn't give a flying fox. (laughs) The idealist becomes the pragmatist, the genesis of John Richardson. Just before we leave the Mm. Liverpool-Leeds game, I don't know if you saw the photo uh, of a fan in the ground. (laughs) Um, this is apparently a Leeds fan using a credit card. Now, the person who sent us this, says he's using a credit card to eat a pie, but what he's got in his left hand looks like one of those punnets you get from a takeaway with curry in it. That looks like wet food yeah. to me. And he's using his credit card to eat it with. Um, well, I've had a good look. Is, this is really clever. Yeah, I've had a good look. And I, I agree with you. At first, I thought that's a microwave curry because it's very beige. It looks like a microwave korma. But if you look down the left-hand side, there is a crust. There is a sort of thin crust. And I think what it is, it's one of those really bad pies with very beige. They've not cooked it in an oven, so it hasn't crisped up or browned on top. It's been put in one of those heaters where the pastry's gone hard and cooked, but it hasn't had the sufficient heat to puff up and go crispy. It's an awful pie. Um, And yet the commitment to eating it, you know, someone's had to decide there, do I want food or money? And he's thought, sod the credit card. Um, I really admire it. And and I think you would feel the same. You, you're on tour at the moment. 
sometimes you're staying in a B&B, you don't have a plate, you don't have cutlery, you need to eat. You've got to make a decision. And I'm sure you, like me, have eaten curries out of tiny teacups with teaspoons perched on the end of a bed watching a small telly. Yes, I've fashioned um, kind of um, uh, kind of ladles out of menus, all sorts of things. I've used yeah. basically anything I can get my hands on to shovel food into my mouth. Although on tour, John, I, I want a new regime. I don't eat at night if I'm on tour. Wow. Okay. Because I find I've got a week, a good three hours before I'm on stage to make sure that I'm not asleep or like burping throughout the whole thing well we've seen from the toby carvery experience what happens when you try and put away a quick meal and then even just walk across a car park exactly and then so by the, the end of the gig, that... you're like it's what nine ten at night I'm not gonna, i can't eat at that time of night coming off at nine o'clock you're running well, short mate people walking out come on mate talk <laughs> it's, it's all right if, if you're done by nine that's fine if the audience has had enough an hour let in me right some of the shows start at half seven i see as they did in Swindon. Mind you, I, I think I came off at about half nine in Swindon. Um, but nine, mm. ten. I mean, between nine and ten. You know, anywhere yeah, in sure. that sort of ballpark. Sure. Um, so actually, I, I don't eat at night. And it, it does make me feel better. Although I say that, I've just had half a huge pasty for breakfast. So I'll wake up famished. Um, seeing that guy eat with a credit card actually reminded me, when I used to work in bars, obviously people would kind of wave their credit card at you. It's horrible if you're a member of bar staff. Just kind of get your attention. And you're in a pub in Nottingham, mate. You're not a high roller. Do you know what I mean? You're in a sports bar. Chill out. I remember seeing one guy. (laughs) I used to work late night in this bar. And it would get hot in there. And I remember seeing him scrape the sweat off his forehead with his credit card. (laughs) Just sort of flick it down on the floor. (laughs) And even though I was disgusted, I thought, that's actually a really good idea. Yeah, he's it was basically like someone um, clean your car windows with those little. Wee, wee, I was wee. just going to say exactly that. He's made a windscreen of his forehead. Oh, that'd be good if we ever do merch on this. We shouldn't just do football merch. We could do an FPL forehead wiper. That's like just a smaller version of one of those window cleaner things. Could be part of a whole barrage of car crossover kit. Well, this is the thing. You know all this manscaped stuff where people are sort of shaving and waxing their balls and putting all yeah, sorts taking of taking pride in their appearance, like a bunch of gimps. But the appearance of a particular part of their body that really should be not shown to the public. Um, mm. What about the forehead? You know, that's the last area of male grooming. You know, we always focus on face, balls, and for some men, obviously, they, we they do, really don't we? On this anus. podcast, really, too much focus, really, on the face, the balls, and the anus. Whereas the f- the forehead, mm. and that's where the goals been... come from. How many goals scored? How many goals are scored with beards? Five beards, four beards. Yeah. If you, I, I'm sure, I'm not a stats guy, but I think if you tally up the number of goals since the Premier League started, scored with the anus and the forehead, I'd, I'd you've got a back forehead there, haven't you? I would, I'd put forehead because if you're saying anus, I think that's very hard. Bum is different, but anus is is the whole, and I, I think <laughs> it would have to be nil. You think there's never been a goal scored with the anus? I think it would be a big naught for the little naught. Well, I there's a challenge. If anyone listening the can recall a goal scored, it doesn't have to be in the Premier League. Okay, um, okay. Well, then, if we're if we're if we're taking this video global, footage, yeah, video footage of a goal scored with the anus, not in a in a professional game. Don't film your own video of you crudely spitting out one of those little cheese balls um, and think that that's the sort of humour that we encourage on this show, right? Yeah, but then I mean, equally. If you have made a video like that, I mean, that's the sort of thing I would find 
probably sort of mildly funny before, you know, being appalled. Okay, well, let's say this then. If you are aware of a, an existing goal in a in a certified league match scored with the anus, then you send that to uh, at Comedians FPL on Facebook or Twitter or hello at cpfpl.com. If you filmed a video of you shoving something small and round into your anus and firing it into whatever you consider to be a goal in this situation, that's at Matt Ford on Twitter. Yes, uh, lovely. And, of course, um, it could be this week's forfeit to score <laughs> a goal. Well, I, we are both. We are, you know, we've mentioned Green King. Those guys have been in touch. I know you have an ongoing relationship with Philips Pasties as a result of your uh, allegiance to them on this show. We are both of us not strangers to the Anasol uh, relief. Yeah. Um, so in terms of uh, putting things up there yeah. that sometimes come out again, yeah. let's let's not you know, let's put our hands up. Well, not the whole hand. Let's put our uh, fingers up and say we both sometimes crave the relief that comes from those little lozenges. Mm-hmm. Green King have been in touch again, by the way, and they're saying <laughs> on that topic. <laughs> they said they're going to. Uh, they're happy to put us up in a hotel. I mean, we're getting oh, a kind of. God. You know what? This is the sort of thing. I mean. Not that I would turn down a Champneys, but like this is our equivalent of a spa weekend, <laughs> isn't it? Go down to a Green King brewery. They're saying we can just drink there all day. Oh, right. Okay. We've I mean, got it's, to it's... do it, haven't we? Before well, summer? Ca- this is a problem. I have uh, friends who, who listen to this show. You know, there's a lot of breweries. We're giving a lot of attention to Green King here. It's all come off the back of us saying we didn't like their beer. I have to say, um, my friend Matt's listening at Nightjar Breweries in Hebden Bridge. Oh, hi, Matt. Absolutely outstanding beers. Uh, the Small Beer Company, I know they make fantastic beers. And on that topic of trying to reduce our consumption, if you want, uh, this is not a sponsored ad, but if you want full-flavoured beers that are around the 2 3% mark where you can have one on a weeknight and not feel like an absolute piece of dirt the next morning, there are a lot of people who I know are in listening to this podcast who like football, who make a lovely uh, new beers. However... If you slag something off and those people reach out and say, come and try it where it's meant to be tried um, on us, you have an obligation to follow that up. Also, well done for mentioning some of the smaller brewers, but also I want to give a shout out to Fuller's and um, (laughs) also Brooklyn Brewery. Fly us over to New York and let's taste some. Do you know what I mean? Like, Sam Adams. Yes, let's not rule out multinationals on principle. Multinationals often make very good products. That's why they're so successful. Piston so... head. Let's do a Scandinavian tour. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, beer. yeah. Let's go on a world tour. Singer, Tiger. Um, what's the we Australian finished. one? Coopers. Can we, can we nip over to... Oh, yes, yes, yes. What's this? Is there any South BB, American beers? Let's keep naming beers. It's basically become the Alan Partridge sketch. We're basically just naming beers. I love uh, Sam Adams and all those. That, remember that pumpkin pie ale I had at um, yes. that sports bar in America? Oh, Coronas from South America. Quilmes. Uh, um, Mod- oh. Moderna, Modelo. I could tie this up. If, if Bielsa is leaving, um, then clearly I think he's going to go back to Argentina for some R&R. Let's have a look at an Argentinian beer and see if we can tie in a brewery tour with me becoming Bielsa's best friend and consoling him about his legacy at Leeds United. Quilmes is Argentinian beer. Schneider, Imperial. These are not strong Argentinian words. Otro Mundo. That sounds good, doesn't it? 
Yeah, it sounds like um, almost sort of a, like a Latin motto, it's sort of thing that would be under the crest of a private school, Otto Mondo, which means to serve is to lead. <laughs> now, let's get on to the thorny issue of forfeits. I owe you two, you owe yep. me one on the back of this week. We've got, we have got very weak. And I, do you know, it's the one area of this podcast I feel we let the listener down. Yes. We, Tickle them with you the titillation. Really have, that Bielsa is my daddy one should have been done ages ago. That should have been done. I, I'll try and get that done this week. I, would, I mean, if we're going back in time and saying that the furthest back is the thing we should apologise the most for, can I take you back to the heady days of week one of this podcast where you were supposed to sign a la Neil Warnock a copy of your own book with Be Lucky and hand it to a stranger and you still haven't done that. You know what? At least I made a video of me doing that. You, you've absolutely... I made you some ch- effort, oh, well, and I made some right, effort to have a pint with a dog. Well, Do you know what I mean? Here's, here's the equivalent of that then. Bielsa is my daddy. Oh, I was in a supermarket then. No, 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 no. That no, was me in Asda. No, that was a clip of me in Asda no, before. No, you rotter. You rotter. You wriggling little rotter. You have a responsibility <laughs> to do the... And I've had to do so many. That yeah, because you've dancing. continually lost. Chili Channing. So the Chili many. Challenge, loved it. Well, there's an eating one come in. Oh, yes. Which, um, uh, disrupt and destroy. Oh, my which God. I've got to say is the kind of Twitter handle that usually sends me a very different kind of message following an appearance on a panel show. Forfeit should be eating 10 cream crackers in three minutes, no water. Yeah, that's like that. one we can do live on the pod. Um, well, I'm going shopping think... after this. Good. Happy to take that. Buy some cream crackers. And shout um, Bielsa as my daddy in the supermarket. I'll, yeah, I might do. It is daytime. I've got I've got that one scheduled for a sort of late night shop. I think we should do, from, from now to the end of the season, forfeits that we can do during the show, like that cream cracker thing. Well, while I'm sending you this, I'm going to suggest another forfeit. All okay. right? Based on this week's news, I don't know if you follow the career of Leicester's James Madison. Oh, I do a little I've bit. Been... I was on Soccer AM with him once. Yeah, and we've seen him at the darts, haven't we? We've talked about the Leicester oh, yeah. players going out to the darts and things like that. He's um, he's signed a deal this week to uh, model jewellery for gentlemen with the online fashion giant Boohoo. Um, so what about uh, a little photo shoot of uh, men's jewellery? Okay. He's, uh, he's put some images out of him with some fetching earrings and a nice necklace on. Okay. Um, this is a podcast that welcomes all possible futures and all people. Ooh, and I think we should encourage... FGL. Yeah, we should encourage the male jewellery market. Looking at the iced smiley pearl necklace... <laughs> uh, Come on! <laughs> Come on! That's what it's called, mate. Uh, £60. Um, he's, he's calling it Urban Jewellery. Um, it's a JM10 range. Is it urban and not... I mean, can you wear this in the suburbs or if no, you live in rural areas? Yeah. No, if you go for a country walk, I think you've got to take it off. Uh, and I think you rock. would anyway. I think you probably get away with jewellery in, in an urban environment that you wouldn't be able to order a Sunday roast in a country pub in, shall we say. Okay. You wouldn't want to go into a council estate pub. I couldn't go into a council estate pub wearing earrings and a pearl necklace. No, but you couldn't anyway. Some flat-roofed pub on the outskirts of Ilkeston. I wouldn't come out alive. Well, maybe that's wanna, the idea. Wanna, yeah, do you want to add to the forfeit where we've got to wear the jewellery <laughs> in it? Oh, man. In a rough I pub. Mean, 
if this becomes like a sort of jackass thing where we have to start drinking in dangerous places <laughs> and saying things to landlords, then this is going to get very, very Here's dark. a question for you. We've known each other many years now. We've shared mm. many beers together. What do you think is the roughest pub we've ever been in together? Oh, that's a great question. Yeah. I mean, let's be honest, we tend to shirk the, the rougher end of the market, but you and I are gentlemen who, if they see a pub, are apt to go in. I know the most scared I've ever been in a pub with you is uh, the year we met, I think, at the Edinburgh Festival. Oh, God. We got offered out by some Scottish gentlemen. <laughs> yes. Because you were so happy to be in the pub that they naturally assumed you were laughing at them because they'd just never seen someone so excited to be having a pint in a pub before. I was genuinely giddy, just having a great night, and they thought I was laughing at one of their mates. Yeah. And, and that was uh... it was basically an impossible situation to diffuse because I was so giggly, they just couldn't they just didn't believe me. And I think yeah. they were being nasty anyway. They were just, they just wanted to probably beat up and some it English guys. It has to be said this was in your dressing like a Tory country gentleman period. So you were probably in the tweed jacket, jeans and loafers that we've discussed previously. Yeah, but that doesn't mean I deserve... Oh, maybe it does. Maybe it does. I think if you're dressing like that 18, 19, you, you probably do need a slap. In a late club in, in Scotland. Um, so... Do you want to do the jewellery or do you want me to do the jewellery? Are you two? You're happy to do the jewellery? Okay, so I'll do the jewellery and you've got to send me that fizzy cocktail and you've got to do Bielsa's My Daddy, the crackers, and what's the other thing? No, I think that's it for me. Oh, okay. Yeah, I've only lost a couple of times. Oh, this is very exciting. It's time for Hot Tips. This is from Ash. Um, As in, Oh, you couldn't get a hotter tip. Well, exactly, yeah. <laughs> she says, hi, John and Matt. You briefly mentioned my hot tip at the end of episode 34. Uh, since then, Burnley got confirmed a double double game week. At the time of sending this email, Weghorst has already got 12 points in the first game of this double game week. He's only 6.5 million. He was a great shout for game week 26 and 27 as a minimum. God, I wish I'd taken that. You're going to take it this week? I did want to have a quick chat with you about this week, actually, because uh, have you looked at your team uh, at time of recording? The deadline is tomorrow, but by the time this goes out, it will it will have passed. Have you looked at how many of your squads are not playing next week? Not yet. No, have you? Do that live now, because I think I think it'll be quite entertaining for the listeners. Okay, so, so how do I do team, that? Going to how pick team yeah. on the app. Oh my st- god. Oh my god. <laughs> oh my god. What's happened? <laughs> Jesus Christ. Well, no Liverpool game this week. No Arsenal game this week. Oh my god, it's a bloodbath. It's an absolute bloodbath. So what are you looking at? Well, no Alexander Arnold Robertson, well, I've got three Liverpool players, Trent Robertson and Salah, they're not mm-hmm. playing. I've got three Arsenal players, Lacazette, Sacrantini, and they're not playing. Mm. Anyone else? Is that it? That's it. And what are you going to do? Well, I think I'm going to have to take a hit, aren't I? Well, I can't just play with five players, three of whom play for Wolves, one of whom plays for Leeds. Wolves away at West Ham. Not a game you're going to fancy. Leeds at home to Tottenham Hotspur in need of a result, but lost to Burnley. Could go Lucas either way. Moore, Lucas Moore in the middle with Rafinha. Mm. God, this. Oh, I suppose I could sub in. I mean, there will be goals at Leeds, you can guarantee Bro, that. Yeah. Ramsey. Oh my god, this is this is appalling. Maybe I use my bench. That's what I'm going to do to try and keep. Oh, you've I got don't... to bring the bench in, but even then, you won't. I'm staring down the barrel of the same problem. It's why I enjoyed hearing you. Uh... I know what I'm going to do. I had a good look at it last night. 
Um, Because what you don't want to do, pointless transferring out Salah for the sake of one game. You've sort of got to leave Salah on the bench knowing he's not going to play. You've got to leave Trent Alexander-Arnold. Yeah. So you work out which of those players you are going to want in the next few game weeks and who who are you going to snuff out with a transfer? Or are you going to use a free hit? I don't think I'll use a free hit. I think I will mobilise the bench. Because otherwise I'll have used a wild card and a free hit back-to-back and I just think that's like... That's just carnage. Yeah. Um, I sort of so feel like I'm going to take a minus. I might have to. Or maybe no. I do use my free hit. To be honest, obviously, I wasn't aware I was going to be in this situation. So I know. I've I'm, so I'm... enjoyed getting to hear that reaction live. Oh. I've enjoyed it. The listeners have enjoyed it. I hope you've enjoyed the podcast in general. We leave you on this, frankly, unbearable tension. Tune in next week to find out, does Matt Ford take a big minus? Does he use his free hit? Tune in next week also to hear me trying to eat cream crackers in three minutes. And we will be joined by comedian and star of Mid-Morning Matters and the Alan Partridge film Alpha Papa, comedian Tim Key. That's right. Sidekick Simon is going to be on the show. Also, keep sending us forfeit ideas, hot tips to hello at cpfpl.com. Tweet us at comediansfpl. Actually, any hot tips, just send them to me directly at Matt Ford. And I'm going to, I will certainly bear them in mind. Um, And I think that's. See if you've got time to fit them in amongst all the other FPL podcasts that you're stealing tips from. I don't listen to, you know, the. I listened oh, to it. That was such three. anger then. Because oh, it's just that a was smear. a nerve touch. It is a base. You are putrid. You've had you, you 10 so minutes on this podcast. You've poisoned the well of FPL, <laughs> you have, with this misinformation. You're no better than Russia Today or Sputnik. And you're just, you're just a mount. You're like, you're like salmon, just, just spewing lies into, into our public realm. And you should be ashamed. Well, I don't I listen think to any FPL You'll podcast. agree there, listeners. A somewhat sensitive reaction by Matt Ford to the implication that he might be taking tips from elsewhere. You make your own mind up the podcast on whether old to, right? Fordy had a little wobble there. I listen to, I listen occasionally listen back to my own just for quality control, and I do. listen That's to. That's a full time job. You've got eight. Rock on tours by Gary Kemp and Guy Pratt. Borderline with Danny Buckler. I really enjoyed the Coming Storm on BBC Sounds, and there are a couple of others, n- none of which. Or FPL. There's only one FPL podcast I listen to, and that's this one. Bye! Bye!